Welcome back to the B2B Marketing Podcast. My name is David Rowlands. I'm the Head of Content at B2B Marketing. And I'm joined today by our latest expert in channel marketing and strategy, Georgie Gilmore. So Georgie, thank you for joining me today. Good to be here, Dave, and Happy New Year to you. A happy New Year to you as well, and Happy New Year to everyone listening as well, if, if you are listening still in January. Um, so first things first, Georgie, uh, we're, we're going to talk a lot about channel marketing today, which you know I think we'll be the first to admit it's not a topic we've perhaps given enough time to in the industry, um, and that's something we want to fix. But before we get to all of that kind of stuff, can you just tell us a bit about you know your background in B2B and, and your work with Propolis to date? Yeah, yeah. So um, I've been in, uh, in marketing for, gosh, well over 30 years. Um, started my career actually at Apple um, and um, have always worked for technology brands, um, mm. including sort of telco. Interestingly, I do um, actually have experience in B2C as well. Um, by the way, and I think that's becoming increasingly important for mm. us to think about in B2B marketing. So I've worked for people like Apple, obviously, and um, and big brands like Kodak. Um, but I have really focused more on B2B marketing. And uh, a couple of years ago, I uh, set up my own uh, consultancy, the B2B marketing expert. So basically, I do what it says on the tin. I focus on B2B and I help clients with... Um, their B2B business strategy, their marketing strategy, their go-to-market and um, how to drive their business growth. Um, I've known uh, B2B marketing uh, for many, many, many years, having been on the client side. Um, And um, so I'm really kind of an advocate. I've always been an advocate for B2B uh, marketing. And uh, then when Propolis was launched... I um, was asked to start to get involved and um, start to support to work with some of the original hives um, within Propolis. Um, but really over the past few months, I've become uh, a lot more involved and um, very actively involved in things like the sort of strategy and go-to-market side of things. And now with this sort of whole channel, channel partner marketing uh, area that we want to um, explore. Exactly. And, you know, great to have you on board and let's long may it continue. Um, So when it comes to channel marketing, we, as we'll get to slightly later on, you know, we are going to run a number of activities and bits of content within Propolis to really do a a deep dive on it and provide a bit more information. But before we get, uh, well, yeah, before we go any further, sorry, um, can you just tell us a little bit about what channel marketing actually is? Um, And, you know, is it something that's relevant to all marketers or is it something that can be perhaps, you know, a niche within a niche? Um, I really don't think it's a niche, mm. and, and that's why I'm such an advocate for it. So I think let, let's start by saying what channel marketing is not. Channel marketing is not about marketing channels, i.e., mm. you know, digital, social, et cetera, et cetera. What we're talking about here is the indirect sales channel to reach end-user customers. And um, most organisations may or may not have a direct sales organisation Um, But increasingly, if they haven't uh, done so already, they tend to work with third parties, third party intermediaries to help expand and grow their business through those channels, those routes to market. So it's not something that's just exclusive to to technology brands, by the way. If you think about most organisations, 
they will be selling via third parties. So that's what we're talking about here when we talk about channel or partner marketing, it's sometimes referred to as. Mm. It's, in many ways, I mean, we spoke about this just yesterday. It almost has a bit of a branding issue in a way, doesn't it? Mm. Because I think people do hear channel. And, you know, I myself, you know, a couple of years ago, I suddenly thought, do you mean like email or social media and, and so on? Um, one thing you also mentioned off air was that you feel that channel marketing can sometimes be misaligned with the overall marketing strategy or just slightly misunderstood. Can you elaborate on why you think that is? Yeah, um, unfortunately, um, and I'm, I'm hoping it's changing, it's starting to change in some businesses, channel marketing is, is sometimes seen as the less glam, unsophisticated, mm. unstrategic part of marketing. And that couldn't be further from the truth, quite frankly. If you think about what channel marketers or partner marketers need to do, they're working with third parties on helping them grow their business as well. Mm. Um, so um, some people refer to it as a consultative approach to marketing, um, and it's a very commercial form of marketing as well. But because a lot of the budget and a lot of the stakeholders tend to sit outside of marketing, so within the channel sales organisation, it's sometimes seen as a separate area. And actually, I think it's important for heads of marketing and CMOs to really look at their marketing plans and say, where is my channel marketing plan within here? Mm. Um, and it shouldn't be something that's separate. And, and I think that's what I'm trying to and working with within the Propolis community is to make sure that we think about the channel partner marketing function and the capability and the resources and everything it's one of the routes to market to end user customers. Yeah, sure. I mean, you mentioned that it often sits outside of marketing. Do you think, given that's the case, do you think that the CMOs listening actually do have the power to kind of, you know, bring that into their overall strategy? Or do you think in some ways there's, there's not much they can do about it? They can absolutely bring it into, and they should be bringing mm. it into their strategy. Now, from a budget perspective, um, interestingly, the, the budget sometimes referred to as MDF, market development funds or co-op uh, funding, tends to be something from the, from the cost of sales. So it sits outside of the marketing operating budget. And it actually tends to be, can be much, much bigger than the marketing budget. So think about it this way. That's an untapped resource that if you're not managing it and using it properly, then you're missing a trick. And actually, so think about that pot of money. And it may not sit within your signatory. It may not sit from a finance perspective within the marketing OPEX budget, but it's money that's there to help drive the business through those channels. And marketing should be having a real impact on that. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. You know, if you have partners, you might have resellers, you might have vendors. You know, there's a whole list of, of different sort of third parties you might engage with. Do you think that the way you deliver, well, actually, I'll rephrase that. How do you think the CMO should work with those partners? Is it about sort of, I don't want to say forcing, but, you know, putting their marketing strategy onto them? Or is it about listening to the partners, how they work, understanding what their kind of value proposition is, and then adjusting to that? It has to be the latter. And this is actually where I think a lot of vendors go wrong. So when vendors, um, you know, grandstand and say, you know, you've got to take my stuff, you've got to take my content, you've got to take my messages out to your customers, you know, partners have their own brands. 
and own customers and own segments themselves. So the way that I think um, CMOs should be looking at this is start with a customer, okay? Mm. And, and actually part of the reason that businesses deploy and, and have indirect channels as part of their go-to-market strategy is because they haven't got the, enough coverage. So let's think about if you're um, a tech vendor and you don't have um, sales headcount in the Middle East and Africa, for example, it's more than likely that you're going to help deploy and, and reach out and work with the right channel partners to reach your target audience. Mm. And, and actually, it's about working with the right partners. So it's about selecting the right partners to do the job. And then, you know, the clues in the word partner, mm. right? This is this shouldn't be a, a, a relationship where it's led by the brand, because actually the partner is the one that is dealing directly with the end user. And more often than not, it's probably taking part of your solution and wrapping it with some other solutions to build the overall solution for the customer. So actually, I think it's about working collaboratively with with the partner and doing it that way. Mm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, do you think then, you mentioned earlier on that it's sometimes seen as the less glamorous side of marketing for, for whatever reason. Do you think in some ways that might be why that it might seem as though the partner holds more control and therefore really you just kind of chucking some collateral their way and you're not really getting the the creative say in it i, I don't know i'm just a, you know that's a question that's a really really good question and actually i think a lot of people might think that way but actually when you select and figure out who the right partners are to build really strong campaigns and programs with it can be so enlightening for vendors mm to realise, actually, this is quite exciting. It's a bit different. We're creating a joint proposition, perhaps, together to go to market, uh, to the end customer. So a lot of the marketing thinking and the strategy side of things still applies. Mm. But unfortunately, where where it can happen is, <coughs> is that some brands might just think it's enough to just chuck a load of content up onto a portal mm. and hope that the partners use it. And actually, I think we need to think about that completely different. That's a very old way of thinking about doing stuff. Yeah. And um, there need, it needs to be more collaborative with the partners, as I said. Yeah. Is it fair to say, and it might not be, but is it fair to say, do you think, that channel marketing is fairly immature compared to other forms of marketing? You know, are we in a place where you know, the, the rest of B2B marketing, if you like, is, is doing quite well. It's quite well respected. It's the returns are being demonstrated every day. But channel marketing, because it sits outside of it somewhat, it's not really moved on. Um, in some places, yes. And um, in some places, no. I think there are some organisations who are really looking at this as a more, way more strategic part of their marketing function. And um, also... Conversely, there are organisations who who don't consider it that way and also think about it as a, well, it's about events and it's very reactive. Mm. And dare I say, I've heard, I've heard it described as that's the MDF admin department, you <sighs> know, so they're administering funds out to partners. And that's got to change because actually the, the people who are doing these roles, we need to help upskill them with, with marketing as much as we can because 
they're almost acting like mini consultants, mm. right? Going and working with partners. And as we know, you know, some of these partners can sometimes be bigger than the vendor brand themselves. So actually they are like mini CMOs themselves yeah. and need to think strategically. So I think we need to, um, this this word sometimes get over, overused a bit, you know, the playbook, the old playbook of channel marketing, how it was perhaps in the 90s and the you know 2000s, et cetera, of spiff days and events and swag and all that kind of stuff. That needs to be put to bed, right? Mm. And it needs to be seen as a more strategic commercial function within marketing now. Yeah. And, you know, fortunately within Propolis, we do have some, you know, a number of individuals who I, th I think it's fair to say are doing that. You know, they're really at the top of their game when it comes to channel marketing. And that's something we, we really want to shine a light on because in Propolis, part of our role is to provide, you know, lots of great content for people that is useful in, in their day jobs and also just at that higher level of thinking more strategically. But we don't know everything and we want to bring these members together to share their own insights. So this is something um, people will be seeing on Propolis over the coming months. But just to give, um, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a teaser around some sort of practical advice. Do you think there's any kind of tips you would give to a marketer listening right now who's thinking, God, yeah, I do actually need to kind of take a look at my channel marketing a bit more seriously? I think always start with um, what is the business strategy. So what mm. is the go-to-market strategy? So if part of your overall you know, business plan and strategy is to grow via indirect channels, you know, that is your, <laughs> that is your okay, I better get my channel marketing strategy sorted out. So how am I going to do that? And take the time to think about the best way to approach things and, and actually think about... Um, think about what your value proposition is to partners. Why should they partner with you? So we spend a lot of time within marketing thinking about building value propositions and messaging for end-user customers. We've also got to think about that for partners. Mm. And also, there are different types of partners, as you said. So think about how you might segment your partners. And once you've segmented your partners, because there are different types, perhaps they're focusing on different verticals or different geographies, what is your what is your message and your value proposition to them? Um, so I think really take a step back, look at what the business strategy is, and then think about okay, I know that I need to do this, that, and the other to help build the um, partner side of things. How am I going to go about and do that? And just don't default. Mm. Perhaps to you know, I need to tick box a partner program, a portal, tiering, etc. Sometimes I think take a step back and look at things differently. Yeah. Do you think it's just like any other form of marketing in that sense, in that there probably isn't a one-size-fits-all approach? You have to take each partner on a case-by-case -case basis and, and work with them that way. I think there are there can be p times where you're going to want to work with partners on an individual basis. You know, like mm. I said, they might be a big brand or a global brand, and you need to make that investment. But there will be other types of partners that perhaps look collectively a bit more like each other. Yeah. You know, in the same way we have ideal customer profiles, think about your partner profiles. And if your partners fit certain sorts of profile, what sort of content are they going to value? How are you going to approach them? How are you going to train them and enable, enable them? So in many ways, a lot of the things that we do as marketers when we think about building out our marketing programs and campaigns, you know, with um, 
profile a customer's segmentation and analysis and messaging, etc. Apply some of that thinking when it comes to your partners. Yeah, I think I think that's sage advice. Um, this is obviously we're talking about channel marketing in, in particular, but this is part of a broader theme we're focusing on this year at B2B Marketing and in Propolis in particular, which is around this idea of becoming the commercial marketer. So what do we mean by that? Well, what we mean is, you know, a marketer who first and foremost is occupied with the overall business strategy, not just a marketing strategy, i.e. everything they do is very much focused on how are we going to grow the business, not how are we going to grow leads. <laughs> so it's it's that kind of level above. Just bringing that into this conversation, do you think that channel marketing currently, again, looking at the sort of state of play of the industry, it's more on the marketing strategy side as opposed to the business strategy side? Not sure if I've worded that well, but see, see you get on. Ironically, I think channel marketers are generally have to be more numbers focused anyway mm. and, and uh, commercially focused because, again, they're dealing with third parties and dealing with helping those third parties grow their revenues with your products and solutions. So they will be very uh, sort of commercial metrics driven people um, mm. already um, and probably less so into the marketing metrics. So I do think that there's a lot um, that other uh, functions within marketing, when they're working with their colleagues in channel partner marketing, can learn from them about mm. you know, business KPIs because they are out there every day working with external third parties, like I said, be they resellers, distributors, um, consultants, agents, etc. And the conversations that they're having are very business focused. So I think um, they're perhaps the best people to help drive this kind of commercial commerciality into the rest of marketing. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I think, you know, we're talking about partners, I like say, you know, resellers or third party businesses. But in many ways, the thing that you have to do before that is just partner with the channel marketers. Because as we say, they even though they're marketers, they often sit outside of the marketing budget. Yeah, they tend to, as a resource, they tend to sit within marketing. But sometimes, uh, again, it would be interesting to understand from the propolis community what the structure perhaps of their teams are. They tend to sit slightly kind of alone within mm. a marketing org chart. Uh, certainly when I've seen sort of, uh, and I've uh, led uh, structures before, like I said, the, they tend to perhaps work with more people across the organisation than a lot of other marketing functions do. Mm. So they'll spend the majority of their time with perhaps a channel sales team, account managers, outside working with partners, perhaps than the rest of the marketing function. So they tend to have... Um, quite a good um, insight into what's going on in the market as well because remember they're working with partners they're understanding perhaps what your competitors are doing because your partners will be selling your competitors products and solutions as well invariably mm -hmm. and so they can be a great source of insight into what's going on in the market mm -hmm. so I really think you know to have a to have a more kind of understanding of actually what that role encompasses and, and how that can be leveraged more within the marketing function. Yeah, it's really interesting. I, I think that kind of leads on to something else we want to look at over the next few months in Propolis, which is the partner experience. You know, what is their experience of like, of working with the channel marketers? And 
as you suggest, you know, what kind of information can they feed back? Any kind of customer data is always going to be useful to a marketer. Um, and, you know, partners are, are no different in that respect. Georgie, I think that's probably all we've got time for today. Um, but what would you leave our listeners with when it comes to channel marketing? What, what's the number one thing you would tell them to just have a think about for now? Um, don't necessarily do how we thought we did it before, if that mm. makes sense. So sometimes take a step back, think of it a bit more in a customer way and think about some of the um, approaches that we use within perhaps ABM, for example, and uh, campaign development to look at your partners and and don't be afraid to say no this is a very strategic important commercial function within marketing mm. well that's exactly what we are hoping to do over the next few months so georgie thank you very much and uh, we will see you again soon thanks dave cheers bye